You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast, and tonight we're talking about writer-director Martin McDonough's Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. You, no trouble. Me, Fifth Element. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Brian Elkins. With me tonight, Mr. Wahid Al-Khalazmi. Hello, hello. And tonight we are talking about Martin McDonough's... I, oh, look at that. I got the director's name right. You did. Finally. <laughs> Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Love it. I just, I'm just i just going to call it Three Billboards for the rest of the thing, because if we do that, it'll be a two-hour fucking podcast. <laughs> it's a long-ass title. Yeah, we. I mean, we usually give like long title shit, but yeah, you know, I, I like this one, though. It, it kind of fits. I, I mean, look, it's very specific to the fucking story, so, <laughs> you know, it is Three Billboards, and it is outside Ring, Missouri. Yeah, I don't know. It, yeah. it kind of works. Yeah. Now, hey, is this based off of anything? A uh, true story? Uh... uh I don't know, a short story or anything like that? or Not that no. I was able it's to like find. like original, original, like, honest to God, this guy just wrote a badass dark comedy yeah. in America, like, ruler America. I, I was reading, like, one article when the film was, like, uh, premiering, I think, at, at the Venice Film Festival. Mm-hmm. It, it was talking about some kind of story that kind of was similar to this okay. that he may have gotten inspiration from. Okay. But yeah. I think he, he was, he's been working on this, I think, I was reading for like 20 years. Holy fuck. How old is this guy? Uh, he, no, he's pretty old, man. Uh, he, he's, he's an older gentleman. That Martin McDonnell. McDonough. M- McDonough. God, man, get your Irish right. And you know, you're like Scottish German. You should get your shit right. I know. What is God. wrong with me? What is wrong with you? All right, well, and the film stars? Uh, Francis McDormand. Yeah, Sam Rockwell. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Oh hey, and who we're talking about again? War for Planet Apes. We already talked. I'm gonna knock my tea over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we talked about him earlier this year. To me, he delivers in this one. You know, look before we get into what this thing is about and all that stuff. Um, have you heard or read any of the reaction? Because this thing got some badass stuff on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, but a lot of the critics are kind of assholes about it. What? I thought it mostly got uh, good reviews. I, I haven't read all of them. I just read a couple here and there. Sam Rockwell's character is just a racist cop that gets redemption, and that should never happen nowadays. And 
Oh, I don't know, man. Like, I, they bring in, like, current today's politics into it, and I get it. Maybe the film led a little bit into it, right? Because it does talk about unsolved murders. It does talk about racist cops. It does talk about <clears throat> homophobia, small towns, and all that stuff. But still, I, I didn't take it as that. But again, I'm not... The, the podcast that I heard that through was... Uh, on NPR and the commentary that brought that up was an African-American. So maybe, you know, his experience is a little bit different than mine. I don't know, man. I don't know if uh, I agree with Sam Rockwell's character, even if he finds redemption in this movie. Well, yeah, I mean, his art, he has a redemption arc. Yeah, I mean, you know, he, he does towards towards the end. No, I, I, I think just because you start to sympathize with the character doesn't mean that they, they've been redeemed. Yeah, I no, I, I, ha- I have to agree with that. All the characters are very well lived in. All the performances are, are, are well done. I think so, yeah. Well, these assholes on the NPR podcast didn't think so. They're like, Francis McDermott just sat there and did one thing, and Woody Harrelson, you know, he has no redemption. He's dying of cancer, and, uh, you know, um, Sam Rockwell is just a racist cop, and, you know, the kid is just, I'm like, dude, what the fuck? You guys are tearing this apart. Like, stop fucking writing shit and go do a film and then let me critique it. Fuck you, NPR. This is the only time I'm on the <laughs> other side of hating NPR. Fake news. Uh, wow. Hey, 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 hey. I'm hey. getting there, man. I'm going no, no, there let, with let, them. Let's calm no, down. No, no, no. That podcast. Stand that, down, brother. Yeah, I know, Stand right? Down. Stand down. <laughs> that podcast did kind of piss me off because just. But it's three little fucking intellectuals that never did any fucking thing in their lives other than like talk about movies, never shot anything, directed anything. And they're like just staring this fucking film apart. I'm like, who the fuck are sit down and write something like this? Go ahead, sit down, write something like this. You're Irish writing a fucking story about middle America. I mean, come on, man. The nuances this guy captured is fucking fantastic. Even they even used a line like, um, this yeah, is just hilarious. They're like, you know, I, I guess he's the, uh, I guess he's the cheap Cohen brother uh, knockoff on this film. I'm like, I can see some Cohen brothers, you know. Yes, I mean, like, dude, Francis McDormand was in in Fargo. I can see a little bit of Cohen brothers. In yeah, this. but yeah, man, he's not the cheap fucking, you know, Cohen brothers. Like, what assholes? But I, I don't, I don't think. I mean, this isn't this guy's first movie either. You know what I mean? Like, no, it's he his did, third. Yeah, he did In Bruges before, and yeah, I think Seven this, Psychopaths. Yeah, I haven't seen uh, all of Seven Psychopaths. I saw some of the beginning last it's night. It's a slow fucking burn, man. It is a slow burn. Of I was film, enjoying man. what I watched. Yeah. I just, you know, the, the eyelids were dropping. Dude. <laughs> I could, couldn't keep them open. I know. That's why I said it's, it's a slow. Late. It's a slow burn. Uh, <laughs> but I was, I enjoyed what I saw. But I think this is in the same wheelhouse, um, definitely of In Bruges. So I, I don't think he's inventing something new here. No. He's not, man. It's just his own style, yeah. you know. And I don't know, man. It's like kind of what he did out of the gate. Yeah, I I, I like it. It, it. it, you know, we have to clarify. It is a a dark comedy, a really well written dark comedy. I think with a lot of nuanced nuanced characters. I, I really agree. And you know, I mean, that, that director. I think he even came like bef- before he he got his film start. He was directing theater, and it was like in the. Yeah. Uh, it, it was like some kind of shock um, theater in, mm-hmm. in England. I forget what the. The name of it was I, I'm not up to date on theater. No, but. yeah, he he was a playwright first. Yeah. <laughs> oh, was he? Is yeah. that what he was? Okay. Yeah. But I I knew that's how he and like directed met, uh, yeah. Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Well, you know, hey, fucking that. good. Yeah, good play, good person to meet, man. That guy is uh, like one of my favorite actors of all times. So, I you know he's he's one that actually I aspire to work with one day. Um, he does deliver some nice performances, man. <laughs> dude, he is he is totally badass. Uh, I mean, you know, one of my favorite performances of his is um, in a movie called Choke. 
And it's, oh it, man, I don't think I I haven't seen oh, that. Yeah, man, Choke is really good. It's, yeah, it's, it's it's written by the same guy that wrote Fight, Fight Club. Club. Yeah, 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 right. Uh, it's about a sex addict. Uh, I've read the book. Yeah, I have yeah, not yeah, seen right? the movie. Yet. Yeah, so like you know all those like sex scenes. It's fucking hilarious. And then he was in Moon, so you know that's one of my other favorite fucking films. Oh yeah, Moon, Moon is great. Moon is. We should do a podcast on Moon. Oh yeah. Hey, you know, hey man, it's Zoe sci-fi. Bowie, you man, Zoe Bowie. It. We should do it. Well, I mean, he goes by what, Duncan, Duncan Jones. Jones. Yeah, yeah, but it's Zoe. It's 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 David Bowie's kid. I, I hope they get. I hope they give the guy another movie. Um, I know Warcraft uh, didn't do that well, but he, no, dude, it made so much money in China. I mean, they never fucking even cared if they made any money in the U.S. That know, that was that made was like made in for China. That was not made for million, the US. but yeah, I, I I just hope he gets another movie because I I even like that. I thought that was yeah. okay. I yeah, thought it looked but, a little but, cartoony, but but, but you ha- you like have it. you have an you have an Asian sense of of taste in cinema too so you know you're like the cartoony stuff you did, just did like you just go. politely say i have a shit taste in cinema no i said asian <laughs> i was just what there's two fucking different things like they don't mind if their explosion was cgi while in america we're like you know nitpicky about the shit so yeah you just totally said i <laughs> shit taste in cinema. he's like yeah you know you don't mind seeing shit you know i mean but that's no shit, i said that's asian true. taste bitch all right i didn't say fucking shit taste damn you know, I mean, you you do like you know Sicario and you like Suspiria, so like you know those those are two good, wildly different films by wildly two different directors. Yeah, Italian master and a. Can we claim him as American, not Canadian? That he's been doing shit in America. No, man, no, that uh, guy, that guy, that's yeah. fully Canadian. Yeah. Damn it! All right, Mister Billy V. He's he's just coming in, getting that American dollar. Yeah, that and the American dollar, and then goes and gets free healthcare in Canada. Fucker. Should have, I should have went and tried to get a Canadian citizenship rather than U.S. citizenship. At least man, I can healthcare. I can't wait for Dune, man. I, dude, because uh, Denis Villeneuve is doing that. Yeah, I know, man. You know, he's rumored to be doing Logan's Run as well. I would be excited. I would be Take, excited for that. Taking that shit away from Joseph Kosinski. What's up? I kind of feel bad for Joseph Kosinski. I'd be excited if he did that. I, I'd be more excited if Joseph Kosinski did. Uh, fucking Logan's Run. Oh, you'd then. be more excited. Yeah, I, I, because I, I, mean, I would they, take either one. Yeah, I, you know, either one. I'd be cool. Yeah, with. I mean, like, look, I, I love Denis Villeneuve and all, whatever, however you say his name. Villeneuve, Villeneuve, Villeneuve. Uh, fuck. What was I talking about? Kaczynski. Trying. Yeah, Joseph Kaczynski. Man, his style though, his aesthetics. I that. I mean, he was born to redo Tron, and he was born to fucking redo Logan's Run. I mean, this guy is just straight up a trained architect. That was his first thing before he became a filmmaker. Before David Fincher was like, hey, hey, I, I have this company called Anonymous. You want to come and be one of my directors? He did Oblivion, right, after Tron? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and Oblivion was an originally written movie. Like, he, it's an original idea that he wrote and he directed. I'm not the biggest fan of that story, but man, that is a gorgeous fucking film, dude. Because it's fucking Joseph Kaczynski, God, man. It's, so it's like he dreams up his architecture and gets to actually put it in real life. Oh, you cannot talk any shit about the way the movie looks. No, man, oh, it's fantastic. So I know. Oh. It, like the architecture in that, the production design. Those little the drone graphics. robots, man. Oh, those things are so badass. Yeah, man. Uh, actually, a like buddy that. of mine worked on um, the, uh, he's one of the VFX uh, post supervisors on this, um, uh, MN8 pretty cool shit like he he actually envisioned and mapped out all the maps and stuff that you see in the little drones and on the girl's table when she's operating everything oh okay okay yeah, yeah. i know what you're talking about yeah 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 the gui maps yeah yeah the redhead that's like yeah. that control that, 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 oh, that control God, tower of this guy yeah. was awesome 
Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Back to uh, three billboards. <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> you probably I, like, should, I, you probably I, should cut the last five minutes out. Just, no, just I, look, we can we can get into sci-fi rants at any time. Yeah. All right. Know? All right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Um, well, I, I want to save um, uh, the majority of, of the conversation when we, when, uh, when we start talking spoilers. Um, but I, I just want to say, like, watching the trailer for this film and sitting down and watching the movie, I was I was a little bit more shocked at just how tragic and there's some real emotional, just like real moments in the movie. I mean, there's still some funny stuff. I mean, that's what the trailer is. The trailer is very comical. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I agree. I, I remember the first thing that he said when we got out. I was like, man, this is... Uh, I was like, yeah, you want to do a podcast about it? You're like, man, this is a little emotional for me. I, I mean, he'd take a couple of days to think about it. And it's true, actually. Like, I went in going, okay, yeah, it's going to be a dark comedy. But, man, I did not know there was this emotional angle that he was going to pull towards the third act on us that, like, that really fucking reeled the shit out of me, you know? Um, look, yeah. in, in general, it's it's a, it's a movie about a mother who lost her child to a tragic accident, and she's trying, she is full of anger and hate, and she's trying to blame someone. So she gets three billboards outside her house, spends her money on it, and basically flat out in public accuses the police department of not doing enough to find out who um, killed her daughter. And Well, she just she just asks them kind of like, you know, what have you done about Yeah, yeah, but murder? you know there's even a joke in the film about that, right? You know, it's like it, it's not defam like it's it's not defamation if you have a question mark at the end of it, you know? <laughs> uh, and, and so but basically in other words, she's just trying to find someone to put her anger on towards and she's just hateful towards everyone basically and that's what the film is about and it's how the little town reacts to it uh and how her kid reacts to it her ex-husband reacts to it um but man it is way deeper than that though and it is so fucking freshly well done like i don't know how to describe it like i cannot find i should have pulled a thesaurus before i came here and try to find an adequate word to describe this film with because it is it is to me it's so different than what else is out there. It is a throwback a little bit to Fargo and all that stuff, the way I felt the first time I saw those films. Yeah, it's definitely a throwback to the yeah. Coen Brothers stuff. But, but it is on its own unique Yeah, well, fantastic. Well, the characters are really are really well. The, the town yeah. is well drawn, and all the characters in the town fit really well. And the way the writing's done, that all the characters interact with each other yeah. in a very believable way. Yeah, dude, the writing was fantastic. I mean, those liners were freaking awesome, man. I mean, you know, like, hey, fuckhead. <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> Don't respond to him when he calls you a fuckhead. <laughs> it's just like one of the best fucking goddamn parts of the goddamn film, man. And, it, and they talk the way I talk. There is more cursing in this film than a Quentin Tarantino film. I mean, you know, she says "bitch, cunt, motherfucker," all this shit like every other every other hey, sentence. Dude, like, see it like sweet uh, Frances McDormand. Like, I think yeah. the last time we talked about her on the podcast was almost famous, where she's the sweet fifties mom. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, man, you know, you know, you know, she's very versatile. She was in that, um, she was in that black and white Coen Brothers with, uh, film with uh, Billy Bob Thornton about. Um, and James Gandolfini. It's about like him starting. Uh, fucking whatever, a dry cleaning business, and she was his wife, and she was fucking James Gandolfini. No, she was raw in that one. I don't know if I've seen that. Yeah, it's really good. Oh, the man who wasn't there yes. is in black and white? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, it took a while. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, she was she was kind of foxy. He's the barber? Yeah. yeah. She was kind of foxy in that, you know? She was, she was kind of like how she is right now. Towards the end of it, she's like, fuck you, bitch. 
<laughs> okay, uh, I guess one thing about her character, the way she's portrayed, where she lives, and this, and, and like, okay, so Ebbing, Missouri is very, it's very much set up like it's a poor, like yeah. Republican Missouri town. Yeah, yeah, ruler, like you know, predominantly white American, a lot of yeah. racism. You know, yeah. it, it, it's. It's laid on really thick in the movie, and her character is because she comes across as you know she's a little trashy, but yeah. at the same time, some of the dialogue and the way she's written, there's no way a person that grew up in that environment would talk and fire off one-liners the way she does. I don't know, man. I've I've, I met, I've, I've met a couple. I've met a couple that's you, like, you think you think she? Can? Oh man, yeah. I've met a couple of like, how's your mom and them, and then they can sit there and talk to you about fucking like whatever the quantum tang- entanglement i mean i i think it's realistic enough because she's had two kids and they were like you know teenagers and they didn't seem like that but the red like okay the town didn't seem like you know hillbilly like how's your mom and am you know like everyone was fucking walking around with like overalls on and shit like that it wasn't like stereotypical it was like just well, no i mean it's, they're not they're not hillbillies they're not from west virginia they're for like you know i don't know what they are in missouri i don't know what, what do we call i yeah, mean that's I not know. far from us so i mean yeah rednecks i guess you know like yeah. memphis rednecks I don't yeah know. there's a show like uh on netflix right now called ozark oh you know, dude, about, yeah about this that's you know? a, yeah that's a great show uh but oh, yeah is it Oh yes! Oh my okay. God! Yeah, it is a fantastic show. Right. Yeah. I mean, I have to check that. The only you thing and Jared it's missing, both have yeah, that, that. the only thing that's missing from it is Will Arnett. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to go see the Ozarks. Okay, so no, no yeah. TV show is good unless uh, Will, yeah. Will Arnett. Yeah. Fuck no. yeah, man! Will Arnett is the man. But yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I I was seeing. Um, I think I saw an interview where Frances McDormand did bring up that when she was reading the screenplay, she she thought she was too old for the part because she's like, well. If I'm this woman in this neighborhood, you know, my age right now and the kids' age, I would be 30 when I had these kids. There's no way. I would have been a teenager. You know, it, growing up in this environment, and she was making that argument, and, like, I guess she was going back and forth with the director. And then, of course, she's married to um, Joel Cohen, <laughs> one of the Cohen brothers, yeah. who just, I guess he just was like, just shut up and do the movie, babe. And he must have read and liked the script because it's very much like them. So he's like, yeah, do it. Yeah, I, yeah, I can see that. Well, I mean, it's also one of those things, too, where it's like, I, she's just a good fit for the part. Dude, she was. I can't see anyone else playing this part. And who, who really gives a fuck about the age, man? You know, I, I, I mean, don't. I don't. I mean, I write my see, stuff. I didn't think about that. The only time I ever thought about it was the dialogue and, like, how quick she was with the dialogue. I'm like, but, you know, you, you get know? that with age, though. You stop giving a fuck. No, I'm not. I'm not. Like saying like in terms of like her giving a fuck, I'm just saying like how how snappy and how witty she is. Yeah, given the, the environment that she would have grown up in. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, but you know TV exists, so she could have been just a TV holic <laughs> and like watched it and just like, oh yeah, one liners. I got this shit. Oh, did this take place in the past? Because there were a bunch of. Did you notice they were flip phones, or yeah. are they just like saying that there's the town stuck in the past? Yeah, the town is a little stuck in the past because a couple of the other people had like iPhones and shit. So oh, okay, did they? Yeah. All right. I didn't notice that. I just kept seeing the flip phones. And I was like, is this supposed to be set like 10 years ago? No, no. Yeah, no. It's it's set like, you know, give or take a few years back. Well, I guess, man, let's uh, let's play the trailer. Um... Hey, fuck head. <laughs> let's play the trailer. Let's... What? <laughs> let's play the goddamn Red Band trailer, by the way. Do not play the fucking soft bullshit. No, okay. Yo, all right. We'll play the Red Band trailer. Yes. Thank you. All right. Th- here you go. Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. What's along what you can and cannot say on a billboard? 
I assume you can't say nothing defamatory and you can't say fuck, piss, or cunt. That right? Or anus? I think I'll be all right then. I guess you're Angela Hayes' mother. That's right. I'm Angela Hayes' mother. So, Mildred Hayes, why did you put up these billboards? My daughter Angela was murdered seven months ago. It seems to me the police department is too busy torturing black folks to solve actual crime. What the hell is this? Dixon, I'm in the middle of my goddamn Easter dinner. Sorry, kids. I know, Chief, but I think we got kind of a problem. Sunshine beating on the good time. I'd do anything to catch your daughter's killer. I don't think those billboards is very fair. The time it took you to get out here whining like a bitch, Willoughby. Some other poor girl's probably out there being butchered right now. We've had two official complaints about those billboards. From who? The lady with a funny eye. A lady with a funny fucking eye? And a fat dentist. It's a lot of good friends that Willoughby in this town, Miss Hayes. Ow! You didn't happen to drill a little hole in the dentist today, did you? Of course not. Huh? I said, of course not. I'm sorry about Angie, but the town is dead set against these billboards. You know who threw that can? What can? How about you, sweetheart? Uh, no, I, I didn't really... Go, girl. Hey, fuckhead! What? Don't say what, Dixon, when she comes in calling you a fuckhead! The more you keep a case in the public eye, the better your chances are getting it solved. And when I see the sun. You know, if you hadn't stopped coming to church, you'd have a little bit more understanding of people's feelings. All this anger, man. It just begets greater anger. In three, two, one. And as sad as the spectacle of these billboards might be. This reporter, for one, hopes this finally puts an end to the strange saga of the three billboards outside. This doesn't put an end to shit, you fucking retard. This is just a fucking start. Why don't you put that on your good morning Missouri fucking wake up broadcast, bitch? All right, and we're back. That was the trailer for Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. God, what a fucking long title still. <laughs> three Billboards. It, it, it works for the film. Yeah. Uh, funny trailer. You, you see what I mean? Like that, it, it makes it seem like yeah, you're kind fuckhead. Of, you're like you're getting a Big Lebowski kind of yeah. You know, because the Big Lebowski is a it's a funny yeah, but with a female lead murder mystery. Yeah, yeah. about the death of her daughter who was raped. <laughs> this film's a lot more tragic. Okay, I guess yeah. we should say that. Yeah, you don't laugh at that, man. It is fucking pretty shitty. It is, but I yeah. mean, I'm still laughing about the trailer. We just oh yeah, <laughs> fuckhead. Exactly. Damn it, Dixon. There are a lot of great one-liners in this. Oh, my God. Fucking fantastic one-liners. So the three billboards are... Billboard one is raped while dying. Billboard two, and still no arrest. Billboard three, how come Chief Willoughby? Chief Willoughby, how come? And, uh, and the movie wastes no time. The opening of the film is... Her. It's literally that, yeah. She's yeah. just outside her house. She saw three empty billboards. I guess it's uh, uh, there's a reference in there. It's... Uh, uh, a stretch of town that no one drives through anymore because the big highway, the corridor, like opened up yeah. somewhere else outside of town, and so because <laughs> they even forget yeah. about the billboards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like like the guy who actually runs the the advertising company that owns the billboards, like is like, what? Wait, what? We have three billboards there? I think we do. I think we do. No, no, we don't. And okay. then he like looks up at his like book, you know, and it's still like it's so weird. Yeah, but like he looks through his book and he's like, oh yeah, I guess we do. Well, I guess I can't say anything, you know, like. 
shit, piss, cunt. And he goes, anus. She's like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Put up these three billboards. Sold her ex-husband's tractor or trailer, whatever it is, to pay for it, which pisses him off later on in the film. And yeah, the billboards go up, and then just the whole town goes through shit from there. Yeah, we didn't even mention John Hawkins earlier, but um, man, yeah. he was he was really good. Is it Hawkins or is it Hawks? Just call him Watch. John here. Hawks. John Hawks. Yeah, John Hawks was really good, and but I mean, John yeah, Hawks. we haven't we have but yeah. we haven't mentioned him because he doesn't even come in till the second act. Anyways, there's reference to him in the first act, but he doesn't even come in till the second act. Yeah, but I, I do like when he he comes in like that. That kind of shifts. It does. It shifts the tone. Because we are in spoilers here, so if you haven't seen the film, we're, yeah. we're giving things away. Because when Woody Harrelson dies in the movie, it, it did it did kind of slow down. Yeah, for a little like, bit, yeah. Yeah, like the film was going at a, at a real good yeah. pace, and it stops when Woody Harrelson dies. And it, it starts to build back the characters back up again. Yeah, it, it, it picks a different pace. So, like, the first act is so, like, pacing-wise different than the second act. It is. The first act is about her and and her trying to find answers about her kid and her relationship with with her son, you know, and, and a little bit flashback of who and, and the, you know, and, and her daughter are. We get most of that in the second half. Though. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. We don't yeah. even get that part. Yeah. I mean, most of it's just her and, and Willoughby. And Willoughby, yeah, the, the sheriff. And, and, you know, Woody Harrelson's character is... Really straight up, just fucking funny. He's in a way apathetic, um, but at the same time, like he's actually going through cancer and he's gonna die. Dude, I thought that was great because at the beginning of the movie, I was like, "Oh man, what are these fucking dick cops not doing shit? Yeah, you lazy fucking pig ass bastards eating your donuts. Exactly, go solve yeah. this murder. Exactly. And then he's like, oh, you know, I got cancer, right? Yeah. And dude, when he dropped that line in the movie, I was like, Yeah, and he's trying to ask her like, Hey, you know, can you? Oh. Take this down because I'm getting heat from this that I don't want. I'm getting cancer. I need to spend some time with my family. Not fucking. And he and he was sincere about it. He's like, I want to find who did this to your daughter. But here's what happened. There are no witnesses. We can't. You know what I'm saying? Like, could have been you a actually drifter, start feeling like, sorry and you understand this and, guy and you understand this guy. Then you go, okay. Well, then Francis McDermott's character, like, you know, she's justified in in her being pissed off. But at the same time, it's like she's so she's such a miserable person, and that she's just making trying to make everyone around her miserable at the same time until her misery's out. Yeah, and that's I think one of her outlets, and it's okay, it's understandable, uh, and it's really interesting train wreck to watch at the same time, like between her because well, well, she, she had she had a, she had a confrontation though. scene with him, you know, like a really bad confrontational scene with Woody Harrelson's character. Oh, you're talking about the interrogation? Yeah, and then he spits up blood in her face because yeah. he just coughs, and, and, you know, he is literally dying, dying. He's not bullshitting. And her face, her demeanor, how she stopped everything, just her face, she's like, it's okay, honey, it's okay, baby. Like, Well, that's she, what, like, she was yelling at yeah. him earlier, though. And no, it, I know, it I know. is such a, it is as a quick... The, the dichotomy of, of, of uh, I am a hurt... A uh, pissed off, angry person to a I'm a sympathetic person because we've actually been friends. Probably, you know, we don't know the backstory. They could have been high school sweethearts at some point. Yeah, they, you know what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah, like for a long time, no, known each other. You know, like that. So yeah. that dichotomy between them and their relationship was just 
fucking hell, man. That first act was fantastic because of that. Uh, and yes, you get to see Sam Rockwell's character, you know, weave in and out, you know, because um, he's very loyal. He didn't have a father figure. Uh, Woody Harrelson is his father figure. Woody Harrelson is the world to him, the way it, he sees him. He, he's a he's a real big baby, though, in, in, in the first it, half of the movie. He is, but that's what I'm saying, because he's never had a father figure. He lives with his mom at home. Yes, but you slowly find out find out this information and like with those NPR when you were referencing yeah. the, the NPR um, people whatever, the, the podcast yeah, yeah whatever that show was earlier um, I I think that's the the part that they're talking about is right here yeah, yeah maybe they're not getting the rest of it but this racist jerk that he is I don't think at the end of the movie he's no longer racist no no he's still a racist piece of shit. <laughs> Yeah, but you know no, I mean? no, but his, but his arc, but his character did have an arc of redemption because at the end of the film he's trying to help her. Where in the first act he is so hurt by this father figure that he has, seeing his name on the billboard, being accused of something. He's the one that really starts a lot of the ruckus. Oh, okay, but see, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. Yeah? At the end, he's like trying to go back and help her. Like what he they're does, doing at, they get in the car together well, to go. But fucking what, what find... they're trying to do at the end is is wrong. Oh, no, no. Vigilante-style shit? Yes, we know it's wrong, but he is... What I'm trying to say is his arc in relation to Francis McDermott's character does have redemption because it starts out with him being a cunt about everything, all right, with the billboards because he's hurt that the, you know, uh, uh, Sheriff Willoughby's fucking name is being called into question. And um, and then he starts the whole thing like you know oh we got two complaints on her like one from the you know okay hold up See, I don't I don't I don't think you're you're there's any kind of redemption when you just start becoming better at your job and start becoming yeah but no that is his redemption because he was shitty at his job he wasn't I, doing I, it I guess right that is. I wouldn't it, I wouldn't say that's like a redemption that that is his arc but yeah I don't, I don't think he's being redeemed for anything no he's redeeming himself it's, no yeah no no, no 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 I still think he's a shit person. He is a shit person. We're not saying he's not. But he can well, if you're as a shit person, as a shit person, you're being you're redeemed. To, you're like, but you're he, going, no, no, no. His character's trying to redeem itself, not redeem itself for the audience, but for itself. It's two different things. No, I think he does redeem himself for the audience. He does. Yeah. Which way? He's still a piece of shit. No, fighting. no. I think the audience comes to like him at the end of the movie. Yeah, because he's trying to help her. Because you identify with him still right, throughout well, the movie. I, I cannot identify with some dude that uses the N-word knocker. Like, I know. I'm I'm good on that, dude. Oh, no. Look, dude. Like, uh, like once you get into somebody's life, like, like you you can slowly start understanding anybody yeah. from a certain point of view. Like, you can understand a terrorist if yeah. you show it in the light of, like... What one man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter. Yeah, I yeah, get that you part. Know what I yeah, mean? yeah. Exactly. But still, but no, no. Like, okay, so like, look, guys, there's so many reference. Okay, so it's, first of all, personally, I, for the first two acts, thought Sam Rockwell and the way he was acting and how off the fucking walls, like, nuts his character was, that he was actually the person who murdered her kid. I know you didn't see it that way. No, I didn't see it. That's how I saw it because, you know, like, dude, he, he, okay, he's the first one that saw the billboards. He's right? too stupid to get away with something like I, that. I dude. know, but you know, but like you know what? Sometimes you know. And by the way, he's played he's played some other like you know in the Green Mile and all that stuff. So I'm like, maybe he like they typecasted him for this character or whatever it is. Um, but like, I can see that's why they, the why he got this. Yeah, role. so I'm like, yeah. you know, like okay, dude, he's being creepy. You know, uh, he's trying to find all these issues with the like. He's the first one that's trying to take down the billboards, not even the, sh- the, the chief. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, the chief just goes up to her. 
he is the one that goes like, I found two reports, one with the crazy eye lady and the dentist, you know, the fat dentist, uh, yeah. about taking these down. Because they're talking about his dad. Yeah, and, and then, well, yeah, his for him, surrogate. it's his, yeah, yeah, his, his surrogate, surrogate dad. dad. Yeah, the dad exactly. he looks up to. Yeah, but then, you know, there's a scene later on where Not the billboards get caught on fire, and I really thought it was him. And it, they did, a, oh, yeah. he did he did such a good job of, like, showing him as a piece of shit. Okay, because he goes and tries to intimidate the guy that put up the advertising guy that put up the the billboards. You remember the yeah yeah uh, yeah I'm, I'm in the office. Speak. Yes, yeah he tries yeah he try he tries to intimidate him. That doesn't work because the guy's like it's free speech and she paid for it. It's paid for. It's not coming down. Then he goes up and to the guys that are actually putting up the billboards. You know it was like a Latino guy and a black guy. His whose name is character's name is Jerome, and he's like you know like harassing them and that's when you start going oh well this guy's fucking racist and then Francis McDormand just sees him outside the fucking police station she's like hey how's how's the you know how how's the black people beating up thing going or whatever it is that she said to him it was actually more derogatory than that but you know um he, so right away they tell you that he is basically this small town dude with authority and he does not like minorities and he you know and, and there's even this whole spiel he's like you're not supposed to say uh, whatever the N word, you know, it's like they're called Af- uh, uh, persons of color. <laughs> they're persons of color now. We can't say black or the N word or whatever it is. And I'm just like in the interrogation room with her, you know? Yeah. And I'm just like, man, his character was just so creepy for me. And just everything, like all the bad stuff that would happen, and he would be dis- disappeared. I was like, man, that, that kind of points to him being that, but it ended up not being him. And it ended up at the very end of it uh, where his surrogate father left him a note basically you know that kind of like flipped him right away you know into trying to believe in himself because this guy is insecure he has, he does not believe in himself he's just a small town dude with a badge and a fucking gun well i think that's like the whole theme of i think you're getting on the whole theme of the movie here yeah. is that like even though these people are terrible and they're not perfect people the movie goes out of its way to show every one of them have a moment of kindness or an act of compassion like even Francis McDormand's character flipping the beetle. Mm-hmm. There's a shot where this beetle yeah. and it's it's upside down. Ah, again, it can't move. It's on its back inside the interrogation up. room. Yeah, yeah. She flips it over. You yeah. Know? And oh then, no, no, yeah. In the billboard room. Sorry. Which, yeah. Yeah. Trying to put up the billboard. And like each one of them has one of these moments where you see you know you see them be really human and do something good. Yeah. Even if it's something small. Yeah, but then then you do the flashback scenes with her, and you see how much of an asshole she was to her daughter. And her daughter's like, "Well, I hope I get raped and died the night she leaves, where she gets raped and killed." And yeah. she goes, "Yes, I hope you do too." And it goes away well, from her. That's being like this, real life, man. You know? I know, I know, it is, it is. That's but why the movie is good. Like, I know, but man, when that happened, I was just like, "Oh my god, I understand your hate right now. You don't hate <laughs> everyone that couldn't find who killed your daughter. You hate yourself." for letting your daughter go out that night that way and not take your car. Well, I mean it's a little bit of that too. Yeah. And like I mean I mean you'd want you'd want the person found too, you know? Like that No, just, you, you do, but like that constant question mark would be dude, I I guarantee you that character that character just going at night replaying that in her head would make her cringe every fucking minute. And you can't help but think that it's your fault at that point cuz what if I gave her my car? What if I did not tell her like, you know, like do you know what I'm saying? Like, what if I, like, if I have a daughter who's 17 and wants to take my car after this film, I'm going to give her the fucking car. I don't give a fuck. Like, die in the car. That's better than dying <laughs> while you're being burnt and raped, you know? Yeah, but you're, I wouldn't, I wouldn't let my, you know, 
seventeen year old daughter walk out of the house and walk somewhere either. But you know, no, I but, wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, if we're arguing about the car, I'm just gonna give her the fucking car after this film. Take the car, man. I don't give a shit. How about you just go to your room and be grateful you got a roof over your head, motherfucker? Yeah, no, that doesn't exist. It doesn't exist with this generation. If I have a kid right now who's gonna be seventeen, it will be like. 18 years from now, I guarantee you, we're going to be in a full spectrum of we don't give a fuck about you as parents more than we are right now. Okay, but... Anyways, yeah, back to the story. But, yeah, but back, back to this movie. But I, I do want to talk real quick about uh, Woody Harrelson's character. Um, he's got this really cool death scene in the in the film, too, because he, com- he commits suicide in the movie. He, he has he cancer. Before that, he had this cute scene with his two daughters, and he's like... You girls, you can't go outside the blanket. Well, yeah, he's because he's, he's trying to fuck his wife last one last day. night. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And 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 we didn't see that as an audience. His daughters and his wife definitely didn't see that. And yes, go ahead, please talk about his death scene because it is one of the coolest death scenes well, ever. And what he what he ended up doing by proxy with his letters is fantastic. No, it's it's really cool just seeing the characters, like how how each one of his letters impacts these characters later on. Yeah. Through his because he, he ends up committing suicide, he shoots himself in the barn. But when he passes, he writes his wife a letter, and mm-hmm. she gets a piece of information. And then he writes Francis McDormand characters uh, a letter, and even pays for the billboards. Yeah, yeah, because um, they they were gonna take it down. It's been a month, and she's in the office. She and has money. yeah, and then someone paid for it, an anonymous donor, and you find out is the fucking sheriff because he wants her to find who did that to her daughter. Well, he he does it as kind of like a. As a, he's like, I, th- I think you see this as a chess game. So now that I'm dead, you're gonna have to live with these yeah, for another for month. month. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and you're gonna look like a terrible person now because yeah. I fucking committed suicide. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Because you know, at the same time, I guess we haven't mentioned there's like there's a news report because the billboards have you know been put. Oh up. yeah, yeah. So it becomes a big topic in town and and yeah. the surrounding area. Yeah, on Good Morning Missouri, you fucking bitch. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's a, you know, it's a big deal when you know the news, the news comes yeah, into yeah. the little town, and I, I like that. Even though they're not, it's not like, but maybe like two or three scenes, but they play it up like it's a thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's literally a reporter and a, the and, and a camera guy. Yeah, yeah, and like a yeah, shitty whatever. Yeah, camera. Uh, one scene I really liked, but was ruined by bad CGI, was her talking to the deer. When she's out there planting the pot, yeah, uh, planting. Uh, it is a small budget, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I, I you it know, it's a fifteen million dollar budget. Yeah, but man, it kind of it took me out of the moment. And like, I dude, how much you can get a real deer? Yeah, well, no, you can't get a real deer that stops and fucking turns around on cue and look at you. <sighs> man, I mean, seriously, yeah. you can't, you can't, you can't get a deer. I mean, National Geographic can do it, man. Like, can't you just hire those guys? Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, fucking, you know, the monsters and monsters. Looked more realistic, and that was a seventy thousand dollar film. You know the problem. The problem sometimes is directors just don't have a good eye for CGI, and that's all it is. Yeah. Even though they have the money, because I mean, like, look at Monsters, man. That was Gareth Edwards. I liked the scene, though. The scene was really good. Yeah, it was really good. It's just it was. When, it's when, a moving scene, but when they cut to her close up, and and she's like, "Yeah, but but you're not her." I forget what she says something like that, and then mm-hmm. yeah, it she, cuts she, to the deer, and there's a close up of the deer, and it's like that is a. F- Fake. <laughs> I know. God, it looks so fake. I know, I know, but you know, I don't know. Like, whatever. It's I don't know. Bad post production supervisor. Bad, you know. It's director's low budget. Eye, what are you gonna do? I mean, Actually, fifteen yeah. million fucking dollars is not that much. Look at the stars budget, they got in this yeah. movie, bro. I know, but still. it went to that cast. 
Yeah, no, Max. Max for I all mean, these stars Peter is five Dinklage million. Man, he's got like a a small little supporting role. Yeah, I fucked a midget. <laughs> <laughs> the, or what, they, I think that midget got a hard on for me. Yeah, yeah, no, no. She she comes like in and she, yeah, she's like talking to and her character like rambles on all the time. She's walks in, she's like, oh yeah, hey, I think the midget wants to fuck me. What the fuck did you just say? You're not supposed to say that. It's little people. But that's what the whole film is about. You're not supposed to say something, but you say it. Yeah, I think it's important for this story and what they're trying to say, you know? Yeah. No, no, I get it. I mean, you know, the oh, oh look, from from an outside world, all these guys look like misogynistic, racist, shitty assholes, you know, the way they talk and all that stuff, but they all have these deep hearts, and it comes out over this town full of Trump supporters. I don't know if they're <laughs> Trump supporters. I mean, you know, yeah, whatever, you know. They, obviously, they don't talk about that in the film. So No, they yeah. don't. No, yeah, no. we're just we're just showing our own ignorance and prejudice as what? No, no, dude, these guys are are pretty are pretty hardcore uh, Republican. Uh... Yeah, 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 yeah. Red, white, and blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, because like the way the cop, ch- uh, the the whole police station um, changes. Oh, when the black cop comes over, yeah. So when they the chief will bl- yes. dies, yeah, <laughs> and Dixon black, is like the racist he's the chief, yeah. <laughs> it's, and he's just like, uh, what? what? And then he gets fired by the black police chief. It's fucking awesome, actually. Did I get put on suspension? Did I get fired? <laughs> it's like, uh, uh no, no, you, 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 you pretty much got fired. Get out. Just, just kind of like leave your keys and badge. I don't know, man. That that is the moment where I don't want to say I feel bad for Sam Rockwell, but you know, you start to sympathize with him just a little bit. Because he is so much of a loser. He has nothing in his life. And it's like, man. But he did just a second before that go up to the guy that runs the advertising board after he found out that Chief Willoughby just killed himself. And he it's all done in one shot. And he goes up from the police station. It's really cool. Takes out his baton. Goes up to the like windowed front door. Breaks that shit. Walks upstairs. Goes up. Beats the shit out of the kid. Who like you know agreed to put up the billboards for Francis uh, Francis's character breaks the fucking window with his baton and like throws the dude out and his assistant like this hot assistant that this guy I guess was fucking oh man just comes in she's like oh my god what do it and he just punches her god. right in the fucking face and then walks back to the station and sits down at his desk. Like, nothing is going on, and then you cut, and the black chief is walking in, and then now when he walks in, Dixon has all these cops around him, like, almost, like, cheering him on, you know? You remember, like, they were not cheering him on, but they were all around him, like, listening to his story. Dude, your fellow officer just assaulted a civilian well, dude, it's with the, brutal the, force. I think it's the first time this guy's ever done anything. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, but still, like, you know. Oh, I don't sh- know. I, I did that. They did kind of, like, uh... They well, did no, mention no. That he, 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 he tortured, he, he tortured the black guy. That's that's why I'm saying yeah. the words that they used in that part. They were like, you know, yeah, you're that's an true. N-word torturer. You know, and then when he goes back into the hospital, he because Sam Rock, Sam Rockwell's character, he ends up in the hospital later in the movie, and yeah. the guy that he beat up and threw out the window, he's there. You think like he's going to do something. To Sam Rockwell, yeah. yet even with him, because Sam Rockwell cannot move right now. <laughs> yeah, because he he's got he's, he's like got, cranked. He, well, yeah, he's got all these burns on it, which we should get to that scene and why that happened. It is fucking fantastic. But uh, yeah, but uh, again, you get the act of compassion. Like you think he's doing something, and he's just pouring him yeah. a glass of orange juice and puts a straw in it and lays it beside his bed. Yeah. You know, and I don't know, man. Yeah, I, it makes the town not all rednecks. I, I gotta, I gotta see this film again because I mean, I think there's a lot of a lot of little hidden um, 
nuances. Yeah, yeah, built in with that. No, no, absolutely. Uh, do, do you want, do you want to talk about the uh, billboards burning scene, which leads to her going in with Molotov fucking cocktails into the police station? That is my favorite scene in the fucking film. Well, you just talked about it, man. I mean, She's I mean, like, there's there's not. Much- <laughs> She, that's it. Okay, all of a sudden, her billboards go on, go up in flames. You were thinking it's Sam Rockwell's character that did that, right? Because he just got fired. He was outside with his mama drinking a beer. Oh, He's man, like, dude, his I'm mom leaving. is absolutely hysterical. Oh, my God, yes. She's like she's got- short hair, super fat lady, <laughs> like just like it's just a couch potato. Like every time you see her, she's like watching yeah. TV or she's outside but she's like, watching traffic. Yeah, she's like controlling him and, you know, like, you know, telling him what he should be doing and all that stuff. So I'm like. Your mama tell you that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, and like so. Maybe my mama did. <laughs> My mom actually did tell me that. Uh, but yeah, no, like that that part, that's just when I was like, oh shit, he's, you know, he's going to go do something. And then you cut and it's the billboards being burnt down. And so Francis' character is like, fuck this shit. I am pissed. She goes and she goes full on like 1980s, like East Berlin mode, man. Like fucking gets Molotov cocktails, puts it in her backpack, goes into the advertising company, which is across the street from the police station, lights that shit and throws it in onto the fuck, like basically makes the police station explode while Sam Rockwell's character, unbeknown to her, is inside reading the fucking letter from uh Willoughby. G- Sheriff Willoughby. Yeah, it's Willoughby's final and letters And he gets to him. blown out, and right before that happens, he actually, that's when he, so Willoughby tells him, like, you need to start using your brain. You can be a good detective if you put your mind to it. And he's got the file case for Francis' daughter right next to him. She's never seen that case, like case file, you know? And so he grabs that as the explosion happens and goes outside. That's why he had the like third degree burns is because he was trying to grab that. So yeah. there is that's when you start seeing a little bit of his redemption. And she feels bad, but then of course the midget comes out and he sees it and he saves her because he doesn't call her out on being the one that bombed it. Hey man, that's how he gets a date, brother. Yeah, that's how he gets a date. You know, he's been trying to lock that down like the entire movie, and yeah, he's got a yeah, or or longer <laughs> than the movie timeline that we've seen, probably. But so anyway, so yeah, that's how Sam Rockwell ends up there, and she ends up feeling guilty about it, and that's when she starts changing a little bit about her mind about him and his character. What Sam, Sam Rockwell? Yeah, character? because he he came out of the fire with her daughter's fucking case file. In his hand, like the only thing got saved in that fucking thing was the the file for her daughter. Yeah, yeah, I can, I guess I could see her start to come around. I mean, oh, I she think, started definitely coming around. I, around I, I think it's a slow progression because he's he is such a dick in the well, movie. Well, yeah, but it is towards the se- end of second act, and so it, you know it, the progression it, is the third act for her. It, it takes a little while. I mean, like when he's sitting in the bar because they do a good thing they set up in the movie where like uh, I think Willoughby's talking to uh, Francis McDormand. Francis McDormand's character, and he's like, you know, sometimes these cases are just solved by somebody overhearing something in a bar. And you get that same setup later with Sam Rockwell, where he's sitting in the bar. and you something at he... the bar, yeah, like and five like, years later. Oh my gosh, this is how they're going to solve the movie. Yeah. And no. Well, I, I never thought that, that, that that's how they were going to do it. I, I thought it was, because they wrote it that way in the letter. Like, Sheriff Willoughby Stewart's like saying, I wish to God I could have found her. That's his letter after, you know, his suicide letter. You know, I could have found out who it is, but, you know, it happens this way sometimes. You know, some dude gets knocked up for something, goes to jail, hears something from someone that's bragging about it, or some two dumb motherfuckers could be sitting at a bar, and someone will hear it, and that's, you know, it's just unfortunate, but that's how it happens, and... um and then, yes, Sam Rockwell's character is having a beer at this. I mean, he's burnt the fuck up. He doesn't have a job. 
and he overhears this guy who came and threatened Francis McDormand earlier in the film, like in the first act towards the end of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he comes into her little souvenir shop, and he's like, you know, I guess I'm a friend of Willoughby. He's like, fuck you, you need to take these billboards down. So you're like, oh, he either fucked and killed her daughter, or he's best friends with Willoughby, or he's just a crazy dude. And then you you never know. I mean, he he definitely did not fuck or kill her daughter because because Rockwell actually gets the DNA off gets of him, DNA but... off of him and they do the match and it's not him. But still, nonetheless, I think that's good, though, he, he man. was accused of rape somewhere. Well, yeah, well, yeah, in Afghanistan, apparently, like his special forces or something. And I like that because it kind of sets up to like, okay, like he's not the killer, man. The the way that that impacts them and man, dude, they're such fucked up human beings. That even though you like them, like their response to it is like, let's ride into sunset and go kill them ourselves. Well, okay, he didn't do, he didn't kill my daughter, but he may have hurt somebody. Yeah. They're not even one hundred percent sure. Yeah, no, they're not. They're just going off of what he was talking about in a bar. Yeah, they have no idea what that conversation was really related to. No, they could have been talking about a scene in a movie and come in and yeah, you know, it could have been out of context completely. But they're gonna they're gonna go kill somebody. Yeah, and and that's how the film ends, which is kind of fucked up. It is, but like, do do you feel like they're actually gonna kill him? Uh, yeah, me. I don't know. No, I think they would have gotten there and chickened out. I don't think. I don't think they were gonna kill him simply because, like, again, like you get all of these acts of kind of compassion and kindness in the film, and I think that that is the hint. I think that's why all those are in the movie to let yeah. you know that they're not gonna go kill him. Yeah, but it does end on it though, so it is a little vague. Yeah, no, I mean, it it could definitely be that, but yeah. I don't think it is just because, you know, again, like everything the movie's shown you, I don't I don't read it that way. Dude, you know, we did not talk about her wife-beating husband that much. Uh, he's sleeping, he, he works for the zoo, and he's sleeping with a 19-year-old oh or 20-year-old. And, dude, she is the ditziest brunette chick in the, she's even, like, What's she's got the that? perfect yeah. stupid smile. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I'm looking at you, but yeah. I don't know she, what and, we're and, doing. Is she walks in in the scene where, like. So clueless. The wife beater basically is, you know, flips the fucking table and is about to strangle Francis. And and the thing is, Francis McDormand's, uh, McDormand's character does talk about the abuse she suffered with her ex-husband, who we don't see till second act, like physical abuse. And so, man, and then I thought they would not show it, but then when they did show it, in his first scene... I was like, holy fuck. A, I'm glad you got out of that shit relationship. B, man, knock him in the fucking face. What the fuck? You can still get him, dude. Scrawny as fuck. Hey, man, dude, the sun was all over him, dude. Oh, man, he had came up with the knife, knife yeah, like, so leave quick the on fuck his alone. Neck. Yeah. Oh, my God. And at that point, you still had this whole thing where, like, you know, the kid is like, man, mom, you're making my life hard. My life is already hard. I miss my sister. My sister was raped and killed. And you're making my life hard at school? Because your ass is on TV fucking talking about the billboards, calling out the sheriff. It's a small town. All the kids think my mama's cuckoo. Yeah. I mean, dude, yeah, I mean, you, you know, they, they not only hinted, they talked about it in the film. Like, no, I but again, like, I, I that is what's great. Like, she's not supposed to be a perfect character. Like, no, she's not. Like, no, no. She, this, is, she totally is the flawed. most, she is the most antagonistic protagonist in this film, if that makes any sense. I don't know. I think she is the antagonist in the film. She is, and the protagonist at the same time. I definitely do not think she's the protagonist. <laughs> I almost feel like she is nothing but the antagonist. Like she starts almost everything. But you no, know, towards she the, is the, the toward... trigger of everything. Like she yeah. pokes people really fucking I, dude, hard. Dude, yeah, it's because she's fucking miserable. She wants to poke the bear. Yeah. 
But she, 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 uh, yeah. No, I, she pokes a bear fucking many times. But yes, that her her ex husband's relationship with that kid is so weird, and especially that they ended up going basically on a like inadvertently double date. So she went with the midget. Oh, what's his name again? The character, uh, Peter name? Dinklage. Peter Dinklage, fucking fantastic. I know, man. I know. I love that character. I, I don't know. I can't remember his name, but yeah, she went on a date with Peter Dinklage, and then her ex husband walks in. And she she pretty much I guess is still not over her ex husband whatever it is but she, she kind of ruins the date for herself and uh, man kind of like hurts Peter Dinklage's fucking feelings. Well, she man. didn't want to be there, dude. I know, I know, but like she could have still like, dude, the dude fucking like bailed you out from going to jail well, for burning the fucking she's police just station. being there just so she can get out of you know she doesn't have to go to jail. And that's yeah. and that's what he's like. Look, you know, when he leaves, he you know he gets all pissed off, and he's like, "Does a kid would it kill you to just have a nice meal with me? Like, yeah. what the fuck, woman?" I know, but that that like made me so sad for her and for him. You know? Yeah, um, you do. Yeah. And uh, what, what did what did the ditzy girlfriend say? There was a lie, the specific line in the film where she goes like, "Wait, she said that she like used the big word." Oh, I I don't know. Do you remember what the scene I'm talking about? I do know, yeah. and yeah, he was like, "Wait, she used that word?" Yeah, and then so so I can't remember what the word is. So, um, anyways, after Peter Dinklage character leaves, she's there alone in the restaurant, and she decides to go up, and uh, she literally just tells the girl, "She's What's like, it, like so a quote from Socrates or some shit like that." <laughs> no, no, she, no, it's literally a word. It's like a play on word. It, you know, it was like, uh, ah, fuck, I can't remember. Anyways, um. She goes up to her and says to her, basically, you're better than him. Don't let him step all over you because my foot can go up his ass if he does that ever again kind of thing, you know? And uh, she basically is – that was her way of, uh, I guess, not redeeming herself but um, letting go of her hate towards her husband. And I thought that was a cool, like, really cool moment in the film. Yeah, I don't think she gave a shit. I think she was just getting, like – no, no, she did. She did. She was really, she was, dude, she was really, she was about to cry talking to the girlfriend in front of the ex. And she turns to him and she's like, you better take care of her. And she walked out. That's like her giving him a blessing that I want you to move on with your life because I need to start moving on with my life. And then we get to, yeah, then we I, cut I, to I, Sam Rockwell's character <laughs> into the bar. And dude, that fight scene was fucking hilarious. I'm sorry. I mean, he did a bitch scratch on the guy's face to get like DNA under his fingernails. No, no, that yeah, that, that, awesomely that was good. F- I mean, it was like a little mix of Tarantino with like, what? What do you mean a little? Where's the Tarantino? Where are you getting that from? Oh, the shot angles and stuff like that. Like the the cinematography of it. And then, you know, a little bit of the Coen brothers with the comedy of the fight stage. You know, it's just like fucking awesome, man. I, I did see it. this movie a week ago, yeah. so maybe I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't remember the, the shots in there. Oh, yeah, man. Dude, no, all, most of all the fighting in there are like. All nice, like, low-angle push-ins and stuff like that. Just, like, totally, like, a Tarantino-wide. I, I, I like some of the, the handheld uh, stuff he did, but really, I mean, like, outside of that, I, I thought not, the cinematography the whole, was, yeah. was very nice and uh, it was very under underplayed. It was, um, it was, because it's about the story. It's not about the camera movement. Yeah. But, well, no, what I'm saying is in that like, one scene particularly. No, no, like, I'm just saying was, overall. Yeah. I'm, not, mean, like, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not responding to yeah. what you said. It, it, it was definitely, like, a Jackie Brown, like, you know, five people in one room. We're gonna beat the shit out of each other, kind of fucking scene. But anyways, yeah. So what were we talking about? I don't know, man. I don't. I don't have anything else to say. I mean, it's a it's a good movie. You would just you want to wrap up here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got, do you have anything else to say? Nah, man. It's a really good film. You should go watch it while still in theaters. Actually, it is worth a theater experience. It is really fucking good yeah, to watch can, it if yeah. you can find it. It is playing uh, in one theater here in Memphis. Um, 
So it is. It's in. It's in limited run. It's not like three thousand screens. I think it's only yeah. like in twelve hundred or so. So if you're in the mid of the United States, you may have some trouble finding it. Um, but you know, search out those art house cinemas. Yeah, well, if you're you on know, the coast, you it, should be it'll, fine. It'll be out on Netflix and Amazon too. So you know. Oh yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, but it, it is. It is worth uh, seeing. Too bad. Uh, look, I I think Sam Rockwell should definitely get a best supporting actor nomination for this for the Oscars. Oh, um, really? Think, fuck yes. I, don't I think know. Frances McDormand should definitely get an Oscar nomination for lead. I, I okay. If we're gonna if we're gonna throw out Oscar nominee, uh, yes, Frances McDormand, best actress. I could see that. And I think it should get best director and writing. I could see best screenplay, but apparently they're not qualified for best screenplay. They are for the Oscars. Yeah, they they aren't the, for, for the, the WGA awards. Yeah, yeah. right. But still, Gale, man, man, like, what is up with that? I know, but dude, you know, you're not gonna win the fucking Oscars if WGA doesn't really endorse you. No, that's, that's not like, true. Really? Yeah, it's not true. Yeah, no, a lot of the films that like, um, it's a good indicator. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's not it's not a hundred percent thing. So, yeah, I mean, I I do hope this film gets some Oscar nominations. Even the cinematography, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I mean... It no, was, dude, the cinematography, really no, it's going to Deacons for Blade Runner this year. Oh, no, no, it better fucking go to Deacons winning-wise. I'm saying nomination. I was not saying winning. Deacons should win the Oscar this year. I don't know, dude. I uh, There's a lot of movies. Like, I'd, I'd, I'd put Dunkirk in there for cinematography, for Oh, sure. my God, yes, Dunkirk. Well, no, I'm still pissed that we missed the last minute when the projector bulb went out, so I'm protesting. <laughs> Yeah, you didn't miss much. It was literally just like the, a shot of the plane landing. Oh, okay. Damn yeah, it. yeah. All right. And then like, yeah, it's it's not much, but uh, was Arrival this year? Or no, Arrival was, was last, last year. year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways, yeah, I'm I'm down for this film to be nominated for a few Oscars. It'd, it'd be cool. Yeah, I want to see War of the Planet of the Apes to win fucking effects, man. Hell yeah, man. That's that's Hell yeah, bad ape. Bad Ape. Yes, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Bad Ape. I wish there was a fucking category for VFX acting, I guess. Because, like, Bad Ape should have totally gotten that. Like, <laughs> Bad Ape. I, re- I really liked Free Fire. That was released earlier this oh year. Oh, my God, yes. I, you, you see that? It was, it was, Dude, it was on Netflix. Yes, and, uh, with uh, Brie Larson. Amazon. You know, uh, Brie Larson. And it's it's on Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, with with uh, Brie Larson and, um, uh, like... Um, with, Annie with, Harmer. Yeah. Uh, Killian Murphy's in it. Yes. Uh, Killian Murphy, Dude, man. there's so many people in the movie. I, and I, it's so good. It's inside one location. It is so fucking good. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I enjoyed it. It is a, and that film did not do well because I don't think they advertised it correctly at all. And it was a Martin Scorsese presentation. Yeah, it's weird. Think, I, think, I think that means he saw it and was like, hey, yeah, you can put my name on it. Now yeah. Get my blessing. <laughs> yeah, it's still that holds weight, bro. Hey, I, I'm not dissing yeah. it. I'm just, I'm, I'm just, just yeah. reading between the, the, the lines, the, man. The, the, isn't, isn't that, isn't that how we also got introduced, like, to Guy Ritchie, right? It was, it was, a uh, 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 what's his name? Um, uh, Sting. Put up some money uh, for Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. But yeah, but Sting didn't present Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. No, I know. But I, was, <laughs> I was about to say, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's not Sting presents. Hold on, motherfucker. Tom Every Cruise. Tom, Tom, Tom Cruise presented that film because Tom Cruise walked out and it was like everywhere. I don't literally. think anybody presented to Tom, this Tom Cruise was like, this is the best film I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> literally. I mean, it is in fucking papers. 
Yeah, man. He walked out of that fucking screen and going, "This is this is the best film I've ever seen in my life." That's a little. That's a little hardcore. I mean, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels is good, but best film I've ever seen in my life. I would. For the time when it came out, it was the best film he probably saw in his fucking life because it was really, fu- it was so different than anything you've ever seen in your fucking life at that point. I mean, so different. Yeah, if all you watch is like American films. Dude, no. Even what? What? Even, no, even dude, British no, films. No, what are you talking no, about? What are you talking dude, about? No, no Fran- France is way ahead of that, man. Dude, what are you talking about? Like a band Melvin, of and all those guys? Melvin, yeah. Melvin was way ahead. But no one no one put it in the technicality and the quality of the hate, storytelling. Hate, the way it is. Nope. Matthew, not even Matthew, close. Oh, dude, whatever. Dude. Not, not even Lay close, him bro. from France. Not, Look, not even also close, Also known as bro. hate. Uh, yeah. That, that I've Jody, seen Lay him, bro. That Jodie Foster has brought, that is way better. Just saying, lock, stock, two, smoking barrels, still badass. I don't know why we're here. We're <laughs> gonna cut out the last six minutes. Any, anyways, uh, any last thoughts? You know, this is uh, it's, it's important. Uh, last thoughts. Definitely go see it in the theater. It's it's worth seeing. Um, please note, you watch the trailer. It is really funny, but this movie is also it it is it, it is sad. It's a, it's a tragedy. All right, it's, it's fucking about a, emotional. Yeah, it's about a, a girl that got raped and murdered. So it is not all played for laughs. There are some there are some heavy moments. Um, performances are good. Script is solid. Um, yeah, script is really fucking solid. Yeah, go. I'd say go see it. What do you think, Wade? Yes, double fucking triple yes. I'll give you my Will Arnett voice. Definitely go see it <laughs> right now in theaters. You guys have been listening to the Movie Crew podcast. If you want to get in contact with us, send us an email. The Movie Crew Podcast. The Movie Crew Podcast at gmail.com. That's right. This is the third time we're recording this outro. (laughs) (laughs) Because I don't know our own email. And what episode number is this? 95. Dear God. (sighs) It's a long night. What are you going to do? All right. So it's the Movie Crew at gmail.com. And crew is spelled C-R-E-W-E. Extra E on the end. That's right of the word crew at gmail.com. And you guys can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Movie Crew Pod. You can leave us a five-star rating on iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast, Google Play, wherever you listen to your podcast, guys. We uh, surely appreciate or that. Or a one-star. We'll take whatever you can give us. <laughs> I don't want your one-star review. Don't, uh, no, no, come on. Don't uh, waste one. Give yeah. me at least a two-star. Yeah, give, give us a two-star over up? there. Yes. Give, us, give, 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 give us a two-star. <laughs> All right. Give us a one-star. Whatever. We'll take it, I guess. Yeah. Beggars can't be choosers. Whatever. <laughs> All right, Waheed, where can people follow you, sir? Uh, WAFilms.com or any social media at WAFilms. And like always, we're going to close out the show with a little bit of the soundtrack. Tonight's no exception. We're going to be playing track one from the three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri soundtrack titled Mildred Goes to War. This is from composer Carter Burwell. Enjoy. Enjoy.